Welcome to the official podcast of the Hoffeld Group. Your host is the CEO and Chief Sales Trainer of the Hoffeld Group, David Hoffeld. Welcome to the Science of Selling podcast, the place where you get actionable sales insights that are backed by hard science. And I am joined today by Carl Polson. And Carl, we're going to talk about uh, a really important topic, but I have a question before we do, we get into our sales topic for today. And that is, um, just wanted to ask you kind of an odd question, but it is this, what is your favorite dish to cook? Great question. I, I love cooking, specifically grilling. Um, when it comes to like cooking a stove or an oven or, or stovetop, not great at that. But when it comes to grilling, I am, I, I, I'm pretty good. So I make a very good pork butt. Um, I take, you know, start marinating it a day or two before, spend all day outside, kind of slow cooking it. And it is perfect for pulled pork sandwiches. It's delicious. Um, it's one of my, one of my go-to dishes to make. And uh, yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite to make too. What about yourself? Oh, no. Well, you and I are on the opposite ends of uh, the spectrum here. Um, I have a weird rule that I adhere to that I don't want anyone else to because I benefit by the fact that most people don't do what I'm about to share. But when it comes to making myself food, so just me, um, I have a rule that I never spend more time making a dish than it takes me to eat it. And I eat very quickly. So that limits me considerably. so what a big thing I'm into recently, in the last oh, about 18 months or so, I've been really trying to read a lot of research. And there is a great deal of research on um, how to eat uh, more healthy and the impact that makes on your body and your energy levels. And I've just learned so much. My view of food has radically changed um, from all this science. But one of the things I'm doing uh, now is a lot of really healthy sandwiches. So I'm using like the Ezekiel bread, um, a lot of vegetables, almost all vegetables. And I'm actually able to get them so they taste pretty good with some of the, you know, the peppers and different things I'll put on the sandwiches. But I can do a sandwich. Usually, again, it takes me like two to three minutes, no thought, very little preparation, but it's super healthy. Um, Packed with a lot of good, healthy uh, vegetables and protein. I'll get on there too. And so anyway, um, I just, I'm, I'm making short, easy, healthy sandwiches. Well, and I know today we'll be discussing why number three, why my industry solution and why number three is a, a really important why throughout the six whys and why number three, why my industry solution for our listeners. What do you mean by why my industry solution? What does that mean? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question because this one, unlike a lot of the six whys, uh, does require a little explanation. Most of them, you read it and you go, okay, why now? I know what that means. Why change? I got it too. But why number three, why your industry solution? This one is a little sneaky. And I think in the science of selling, I call it a silent sales assassin because no one uh, or very few salespeople see it coming. And that is this. We need to expand a little bit how we think about the sale. And you can ask yourself, can your potential client create an effective enough and 
cost-efficient solution on their own or go outside your entire industry to meet their needs. So is that even a possibility? And know, Carl, before we went on air here, uh, we were both reflecting on uh, our, our sales, the things you sold over our careers. And mm-hmm. I was thinking almost everything I've ever sold, I couldn't think of one thing, actually, that this was not a factor in it, that my potential clients could try to create a solution on their own or go outside of my industry, meaning they weren't buying from me or one of my direct competitors that were very similar to me, but they were subverting all of that and creating a solution that wasn't as good, but in for some of them, they had more control or it didn't cost nearly as much. And so the temptation was for them to look at that. And I think for many salespeople, this is a big factor in the sale. But often if we're not aware of it, if we're not really focusing on this why, this is where we can lose a lot of business because what I've seen is a lot of salespeople really focus on all of the other whys. And they they usually a lot of times minimize or hope that they addressed all of the other whys so well that it was compelling enough that this why just goes away. And that often doesn't happen. And this can be a major reason why they're not selling more. So could you elaborate a little bit more on why people struggle with this why? Because I know a lot of people that do struggle obtaining why number three. Why is that? Yeah, the, the main reason here is how we view competitors. So we've talked about in previous episodes about the status quo bias. And we talked about why number one and why number two, why change and why now. We talked about that bias that all of us have, all of your buyers have, that is to do nothing, to just stay with the status quo, to not buy your solution or your direct competitors, companies like yours, but to just go with what they're currently doing, to do nothing. But a competitor is that, the status quo, and it's our direct competitors, which is who we normally think of when we think of competition. But also, we need to expand how we look at competition to anything or anyone that can take business away from you. And so this is where going outside of your entire industry often sneaks by unnoticed when we're selling, because we often don't think of that as uh, a competitor, but it is. So we want to really keep what is a competitor, anything even though it's a status quo bias or anyone, whether it's a direct competitor, someone like you that can take business away. And that includes going outside of your entire industry and either looking at an alternative or just doing something yourself. So these buyers are doing something and they're just not doing it with you or your direct competitors. And so kind of opening your mind to what a competitor really is this really helps with that. So this is a very non-traditional competitor, but it is extremely impactful and is a factor in most sales today. So David, for our listeners, can you go through how to gain a commitment to why number three? Yeah. To answer this why during your sales process, you'll need to show your potential clients the problems 
that may arise if they attempt to choose a solution outside of your industry, as well as the results your industry provides that they cannot do on their own, right? Give me an example. For instance, um, I have a client and they frequently find that their buyers are considering making their own solution rather than buying from them or a direct competitor. Now, the solution isn't as good as what they can offer, not even close. But often there's a lot less cost. They have more control over it. Often they view it as less risky because they can control the entire process. And so it is a temptation for every one of their buyers. So here's what they do by clearly demonstrating why the buyer's internal solutions don't adequately address their needs and will actually cost them more in the long run. So they reframe costs. My client's able to obtain a strong commitment to why your industry solution and secure more business because of it. So really addressing it head on, because oftentimes if this is a factor in your sale, whether or not you address it, people are considering it. And this is a major piece in the buying decision. So you want to address why is it in their best interest to look at a company like yours and a solution like yours? Why is that better for them? How does that help them reduce cost or increase revenue or benefit them in some way that's meaningful for them? And if you can address this head on, like the client I just shared um, does, it's incredibly impactful and it allows them to really help their buyers do what's in the buyer's best interest, which is buy from them rather than just go with the cheaper, easier version that really doesn't get them that the results they want. So I think the key is to answer it, to address it head on in the sale, because when you do, and if you gain a commitment to this why, you're one step closer to the sale and you've neutralized one of your biggest competitors, which is them doing it themselves or alternatives that are totally outside of your industry. And that's really something to think about because when you start thinking about the different ways that that clients go about maybe trying to do things themselves, you'll realize why this why is so important and how it is something that you really need to make sure that you're gaining commitment to why number three in the sale. As always, David, uh, your content, uh, your insights are extremely helpful. I, I know I learn something every time we talk and I know our listeners do too. Until next time, where we'll be covering why number four. Have a great rest of your week and we'll talk soon. You too. Thanks, Carl.